this is the old show feed for the LGBTQ podcast that gives you news and views from a non-straight perspective. We took the eight out of the name, so the podcast was renamed Not Straightcast, all spelled out as of episode 32. The last episode on this old feed is episode 35. Episode 36 and beyond are now located on the new feed. All the links are located on our website, notstraightcast.com, where you can search for Not Straightcast in your favorite podcast app. Also, visit notstraightworld.com for links to all of our websites. Want to support Not Straightcast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straightcast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. This is Not Straight Cast with Jason Bailey and Joe Crynock. Welcome to Not Straight Cast number 11 for May 13th, 2021. We're the show that gives you the news and views from a not straight perspective. I'm Joe. And I'm Jason. Joe, I got a new microphone. You want to guess where it came from? I don't know. I have no idea. The store? (laughs) Joe? Yeah, exactly. So... (laughs) Uh, for those of you listening, Joe gave me one of his old microphones because as we were, well, we were talking about that. I have like all these microphones. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Joe has, uh, an entire museum of microphones. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, as I was listening back through some of the, uh, the old episodes and, and Joe, uh, noticed it too, you could hear a lot of my chair moving and the birds outside and especially the thing that bothered me the most was my fat guy breathing so well that's just poor microphone technique jason which surprises me considering you were a radio dj that's true i was a radio dj but that was whenever i was like 16 years old coming up next (sighs) more songs (laughs) more music (laughs) that's just uh, lone star amazed 24 7 so i could go out and smoke cigarettes yeah, I was going to say this probably before you started heavily smoking. So, oh yeah, 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 was, them, yeah. I won. I don't dub, double fist them, but you yeah, do. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't lie. You smoke oh, two at once, don't you? I, I do not. Yes, no. you do, and, and you know that. <laughs> well, I swear, I literally that's literally what I was doing whenever I quit smoking. I, I was smoking so much. You know, it was just yeah. one of those crazy things. Um, you know, so I started vaping, you know, and it's a huge difference. I can tell you what, in the way that I feel and everything there, but, and, and the amount of nicotine that you're taking in is way less than what you would get with a cigarette or cigarettes. With the oh yeah. Of cigarettes that you'd smoke. And you can go down to nothing, right? Yeah. I'm at three, which is the next step is zero. So, I mean, I think that's pretty good to be honest with you there, but. However, um, there was something sneaky that the uh, that Congress did. It was in the last coronavirus bill. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they snuck in this thing as to where um, the United States Postal Service can't deliver vaping products anymore. Yeah. So then in that case, what happened then is that UPS and FedEx jumped on the bandwagon. They were like, no, we're not going to do it either. What the hell? <laughs> Yet you can still buy cigarettes in any store. You know, it's kind of like. 
That's true. However, this me. Yeah. in, in the part of Pittsburgh that I live, there are like four vape shops. So there won't be as much of a shortage. Uh, I mean, it, It'll still be convenient to go out and buy some stuff, but uh, I mean, obviously, we all understand the convenience of having stuff shipped directly to your house. So, likely, what's going to happen here is that you're going to see the prices of stuff go up in regards with vaping because it's going to be harder for the stores to get it too because they have to have it shipped by freight. Oh, by yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, anyways, I mean, basically, the whole entire story is is that I should just quit. I mean, that's what they're trying to get people to do. It's kind of like the whole entire thing with menthol cigarettes. They're right. trying to ban those now. Uh, Canada has actually banned those for two years now. For the I past two years, I should say. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, did you know that? I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's been since 2018 they went ahead and they banned menthol cigarettes. So, Oh, wow. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine there's some, there'll be some, you know, gray market for, you know, menthol drops. Put these yeah. in your cigarettes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at least there are still the vape shops, uh, which also a little bit of a side story that we did not talk about. This just happened about 30 minutes ago. I, I got some mail uh-huh. for somebody that does not live here. Okay. that's normal. That happens. Yeah. Yeah. As well as a change of address form. To con or a, a confirmation of change of address form to confirm that this was their address. Uh oh. <clears throat> so I decided to go on Facebook and look this person up, and it turns out they they just moved in right behind me. Oh, uh, okay. But the uh, the point of this story is that on their Facebook profile, it says that they work at that restaurant not right next to my apartment. Oh, okay. So basically I was like, Hey, I have your mail. Also, I love your restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think they probably hear that all the time. 24 seven. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Speaking of restaurants, uh, you went out to dinner the other night. Yeah. I went to Patron, um, which is a Mexican place. Is that, is that the one over, uh, towards East Liberty? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that place. You know what though? I wasn't wild about the service this time. I don't know what it was, whether they're just trying to get back into the swing of things because of, you know, the COVID and everything, or they were short staffed or whatnot. It literally almost took an hour to get our food. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But we had an appetizer. It was okay. Plus we were talking the whole entire time and everything there. Um, And speaking of which there, yeah, I went to dinner with a leather guy. Ooh. Yeah. He wants to be on the show. So who knows? Maybe we'll see him. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, He's got, uh, He's entertaining. Mm-hmm. He could definitely be on the show. Did you guys at least get the guacamole there? Because they come and bring the avocado and crack it right open in front of you and make the guacamole from scratch right there. No. And I doubt they would have. And if they did, it probably wouldn't have been very good the way it was going that day. Wow. Uh, we weren't even getting plates or napkins. You know, it was kind of like crying out loud. What's going on here at this place? You know, normally really? it wasn't that bad. I was just like, you know, they must be having an off day because we both have been there. It just never has been that lousy a service, but you know, the food was fine, you know? So yeah, that's whatever, you know, you know, it's, it's like usually, if it keeps happening, then, you know, that's something to worry about, but yeah, for right now, you know, it's kind of like I'll deal with the fact that maybe they had an off day and it happens, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. 
I mean, every time that I've been there, it's been a wonderful experience. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why all of a sudden you know, it wasn't very busy. That was the worst part about it. You know, it started getting Damn. busier right around the time we were done. So I'm just kind of worried about what would happen at that point with them. But I mean, it was okay. We were talking the whole time. We only noticed it about 45 minutes in. It's like, we haven't gotten our food yet, you know? Oh, wow. So, yeah. You know, that's one of the benefits to the place that you and I have been going. Uh, because that you order like a, a super salad to start out with or an appetizer. It's, it's out there within like three minutes. Oh yeah. They've never been slow in their food. Yeah. They've always been yeah right at it, you know? So it, usually right about the time that I'm finishing up my soup. Mm-hmm. is when the entrees are coming out. I love that. I love that. I don't want to wait. I'm impatient. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely in that case, sir, you know, th- that place has never disappointed me. And it's clean. Yeah. Everybody is friendly mm-hmm. and it's clean. It's just, it's so nice to to go to a clean space. I had actually suggested we go there, but they're, they weren't open on Sunday. From what uh, I it's just, I think Tuesday through Saturday. They're damn. open. So. Well, speaking of cleaning, uh, <laughs> you had a, a what a, a a mishap in your bathroom. Um, yeah, you know, normally you clean your bathroom, and during the middle part of the pandemic, I decided to go ahead and buy a bidet. Oh, fancy! Well, okay, so basically, it's one of the ones you install in your toilet. You take your toilet uh, lid off. Okay, and it's like a thin piece of plastic, and then it hooks into your cold water supply. So basically what it is, is that you have a panel on the side there that has different squirt modes, basically. You can squirt your rear, squirt your front, if you're a woman. And there's also a cleaning mode, which shoots the water straight down into the bowl. Okay. You can see where this is going, right? Um, a little nervous, but keep going. Yeah. Well, anyways, so I'm cleaning the toilet and, you know, <laughs> wiping it down and everything there. And, um... I decided I need a little bit of water there on my rag that I had that I was cleaning it off with there. So I went ahead and I um, was going to use the downward facing squirt mode. Well, no, I didn't hit that button. Hit the one that squirts straight up into your ass. And well, if you do that without sitting on the toilet, it squirts straight out of the bowl and squirt me directly in the face. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yum. Oh. Yummy bidet water, you know. Do you have any? Do you have any yuck sound effects to go with that? <laughs> or yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what's kind of funny though is that it's kind of I have this whole entire soundboard and everything. I've not looked at this thing very often, you know. Yeah, I don't know why. So I'm gonna make it up here. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Here's your sound <laughs> effects for the show. Yeah. So uh, we're going to have to get to the news, but I did want to just throw this out there. Whenever you came over the other day to bring me this microphone that I'm using right now, uh, on the television was X-Men Days of Future Past. And I learned that you had never watched any of the X-Men movies. Sorry. <laughs> what can I say? I don't know, man, but they're fantastic. I, yeah, and- yeah, they are. Don't get me wrong. Okay. If you sat me down and was like, hey, we're going to watch this, I'll be like, okay. And I may not be wild about it right at first, but I'll get really into it. That's the way I am with movies. Yeah. It's kind of like I'm not going to be like, oh, I really want to go see this movie. But if you're mm-hmm. like, hey, we're going to this movie, I'll be like, okay, you know, I'll give it a try. Gotcha. I think that I had a particular fondness for X-Men 
uh, because I've been, I started watching the cartoon in the nineties when I was little and reading the comic books and all of that kind of stuff. There's a lot of underlying tones in that show about how, you know, the humans hate the mutants and they're a suppressed group and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't afraid to tackle things like homophobia and racism and things like that. This is all the way back to like, you know, the seventies, uh, when it wasn't as popular to tackle things like that. But, so you have to give them credit for that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so I, progressive I, and they know where their audience is. So exactly that much too. Yeah. Yeah. But so not all of the X-Men movies are spectacular, but, uh, myself and pretty much I thought everybody that I knew had watched them. No, <laughs> no, they haven't. See, I'm more of a documentary kind of guy, comedy animated, you know, stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like, you know, um, sci-fi comic books. They were never a thing with me. Gotcha. Yeah, that, you know, f- you know, fair enough. You know, we're not all the same. So just, just wait until more episodes of star Trek come out. That's all I'm going to be talking about. See that I did get into because my dad watched that whenever I was a kid and I would, you know, be watching it on the TV as well. Why not? You know? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh yeah. Again, you definitely get into it. So fantastic. So are you ready for the news? Yeah. Let's get into the news. The white house is preparing to confront the wave of transphobic legislation proliferating in at least 33 states. A total of 253 anti-LGBT bills have been introduced in the current legislative session. What the hell? Seriously, yeah. Yeah. Really? 124 of which are explicitly anti-trans. That's even worse, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 66 are focused on sports, 33 on access to healthcare, and get this, 14 on bathroom and locker room access. I thought we went through this a few years ago already, North Carolina. Yeah, I know, right? Well, the Biden administration has already warned that many states passing these bills are breaking federal law, but has so far yet to enforce, uh, enforce it in state legislatures. This could be about to change, according to the Human Rights Campaign, the country's leading LGBTQ uh, advocacy organization. Uh, The human rights campaign president told the Daily Beast, we are having conversations with the Biden administration about additional actions that they should be taking as it relates to the anti-LGBTQ bills that we're seeing in these states. But we want to make sure that we don't lose sight of how important those words are and how important his early actions have been to support and protect our people throughout the country. When asked if he would like to see the White House directly and publicly challenge the anti-trans bills, he replied, the short answer is yes. And based on my conversations with the administration, I believe that they will be doing that. David would not reveal the detail of the conversations that the human rights campaign were having with the Biden administration, except to say we are exploring a variety of ways where the administration could be even more active. Federal agencies interpret interpret federal law, he continued, and I believe in many cases the bills being passed in many states across the country violate federal law, including the Constitution, which, in my opinion, yes, they do. 
a few episodes ago, um, we had been talking about this actually, and um, you had asked me how this was going to pan out. And I said, well, it looks like these laws are going to go into effect. Then somebody's going to challenge the law and it's going to go to the Supreme Court. So it's nice to see that the Biden administration is going to be fighting against these laws as opposed to the Trump administration, which fought for these types of laws. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that I think that is definitely a good thing to see here, at least the administration's on the correct side here. So as far as yeah, I'm concerned. I, I agree. And these these different states are putting out these bills that, uh, as the article said, clearly violate federal law. Of course. So if, yeah. If, mm-hmm. if I were a state lawmaker, what I don't I don't understand why I would do that. Be like, well, I hope nobody notices up at the, the Washington, you know, no. So they can go back to their constituents. They don't actually care if the law stays law. Yeah. So they can go back to your constituents and like, look what I did. I passed this law that's We're true. keeping you safe from the pedophiles, you know, which is yeah. the way they would probably present it. Oh, yeah. It's just like, oh my God, seriously. I mean, yeah, this is like a constant never ending cycle. Yeah. And I, I swear it's only gotten worse over the past few years. I don't remember these types of bills, you know, coming out there even during the Trump administration. So now that the Republicans are in the minority there, that they're just trying to make Democrats life a living hell. Yeah. They're lashing out. Exactly. They're, they're being big fussy ball babies. Right. <laughs> so get this here. Okay. So a father of, of trans teen was arrested and jailed after they dared to testify against Arkansas's cruel ban on healthcare for transgender minors. Hmm. So I'm going to go with this pronunciation for this guy's name, Chris Attic. That's was what escorted? I would have said. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> have to get your approval for this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Chris Attic was uh, escorted out of the Arkansas House of Representatives and taken to a nearby jail on March 9th after they urged lawmakers to ditch plans to outlaw puberty blockers or hormone treatments for trans minors in the state. Attic, who is a parent to a 22-year-old trans son, was one of the number of people who offered testimony to the Arkansas House of Representatives in March before legislators forced the bill through in April. But here's the weird part of all this. Um, all hell broke loose when Attic went over by 30 seconds in their allotted speaking time. Oh, no. So the proud parent kicked out their speech by directly addressing transgender youth, telling them that they are loved no matter what happens. Attic continued, I come here today knowing full well that nothing I say will persuade this committee. You're hell-bent on passing this bill and running it through the rest of the legislature. You know this bill is unconstitutional and will not survive federal courts. Attic told lawmakers that their anti-trans bill was unconstitutional and that it will stagnate the state's economy. He said, as a business owner who pays tens of thousands of dollars in taxes to the state and who employs transgender workers, I am offended that you would squander our limited taxpayer resources paying lawyers to defend this infantile nonsense in federal court before telling lawmakers that there are more genders than they will ever understand. But just two minutes in, Attic was told by State Representative Jack Ladyman that their times was up. The lawmaker repeated this order a second time before Attic's microphone was cut off. You had two minutes like everybody else. Your time is up, sir. Thank you for your comments. Attic told them that they were subsequently taken to jail in a police car where they were charged with disorderly contact. (laughs) 
Wow. For 30 seconds. Yeah. Worth Make matters speaking. worse. The anti-LGBT groups like the Family Research Council and the Alliance Defending Freedom were allowed to speak for as long as 40 minutes. Wow. While speakers who oppose legislation were ordered to keep to their allotted time. So Addicts said, I was just shocking sitting here in jail thinking, this is what happens when you speak to people about how their proposed laws are affecting your children. They don't want to hear it. They'll just put you in jail. Yeah, um, so he uploaded a speech to YouTube and the arrest and everything there. So there's video of this online on YouTube. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just absolutely freaking nuts. I read the story and I'm like, what's the hell? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, free speech, you know, especially when it comes around to, you know, laws. And Chris, I believe, is a lawyer, right? Uh, It it doesn't say in the story, but I looked it up online and it looks like he's actually a lawyer. Wow. I'd be very interested to go and watch that. that video last week after I, uh, the crazy substitute teacher story, I went and watched those videos briefly. I mm-hmm. couldn't watch much of it. It was cringy. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I was trying to watch a little bit there too, and I couldn't get through much of it. I was just like, okay, I have to stop watching this. It's oh. like, sometimes you just really don't want to know, you know? Yeah. Because it's, it's so batshit crazy. It is indeed crazy. So anti-LGBTQ groups were able to speak for up to 40 minutes. And this man was cut off after two minutes and then sent to jail because he continued to speak for 30 seconds. Yeah. I think a lady man was having the issues here. So, Oh my God, that lady man, lady man. I mean, granted that is, that name's a little transphobic, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Well, I, I'm just like, yeah. okay. Yeah. How I'm trying to figure out how we dig ourselves out of this hole here talking about this without being disrespectful. Well, there were, um, there, there are a number of terms that people use to fetishize trans people. Mm-hmm. And I, one of those terms was lady boy. Sure. I, uh, and this is very close to that term. I, but the irony here and therefore the, the slight chuckle that I got from that name was because of the irony Yes, was that this transphobic man's last name is similar to a term that was used to fetishize trans people in the past and in some places still today. And you know what the funny thing is? I never noticed that until I read this story for the first time. I read the story. I actually edited little parts of it here and there yeah. so I could read it. I never noticed his name until I actually read it here now on the air for the first time. What a new perspective we have in the story, Jason. Yeah, that's so weird because I didn't notice that either whenever <laughs> I first read it. Yeah, I'm the one to put the story in there. So who knows? Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, uh, difficult things to read. <laughs> uh, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on to the next story uh, and we'll see. And I I'm Croatian and I've studied some uh, Croatian and learned a little bit of Croatian and we'll just see if I can pronounce some of these names. Good luck. Uh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so this is a little bit more of a happy story. Thank God. We need a happy story to brighten up our day. Yay. Yeah. So, woo. So a court in Croatia has ruled that uh, same sex couples should be allowed to adopt 
bringing an end to a gay couple's five-year battle for their rights. Uh, Ivo Segoda, a molecular biologist, and Mladen Kosik, a sociologist, became the first ever same-sex foster parents in Croatia in 2020, having launched a legal battle after their fostering application was initially denied in 2017. The ruling that allowed them to foster has now paved the way for same-sex adoption in Croatia. According to Openly, on the 21st of April, Zagreb's uh, administrative court ruled that same-sex couples should not be discriminated against when it comes to state adoption. The government has the right to appeal the ruling within 15 days of receiving the judgment, but this seems unlikely as a spokesperson told openly in a statement that it would not comment until the ruling is non-appealable and final. A lawyer for the couple said, there are children which need their attention, their love. Give my clients this right and give the children this right to be in a family they want. Danielle Martinovic, head of Croatia's Rainbow Families Association, said, I feel really relieved that this odyssey that lasted so many years has finally hit its conclusion. The couple are registered life partners, meaning they have many but not all of the same rights as mixed-sex couples. While Croatia introduced same-sex life partnerships in 2014, the Catholic Church remains a powerful force in the country. Last year, when the court allowed them to become foster parents, 64% of Croatians were opposed to the ruling, and an effigy of a same-sex couple carrying a child was even burned in front of a cheering crowd. That's awful. I know, right? Yeah. The couple said at the time that by going public with their story, they hope to show Croatia that same-sex couples are not some kind of monsters, aliens imported from the West. They added, it's become about us, politics, views, stigmas, but not about us. It's about those children who deserve better care and due to the poor work of institutions are losing their future. You know, as they say, what about the children? You know, what so, about the children? Yeah. yeah what about the children? <laughs> no, yeah, seriously. Yeah. That's one of those cases there. There's foster kids out there. You know, they need homes. Yeah, Absolutely. And, you know, there's no difference between a happy, healthy gay couple and a happy, healthy straight couple. Absolutely. You know, and as long as they're all qualified and there should be no reason why not, you know? Yeah. The children aren't getting adopted and they're sitting in uh, foster care and uh, orphanages, you mm-hmm. know, <clears throat> but they could be adopted by loving same sex couples right. and have a home. Right. You know, and that was the whole entire thing. Whenever I was growing up, I had a friend um, who was emancipated. You know, he's in foster care. Oh, wow. Yeah. And at 16, he got emancipated. So he's actually living on his own in his own apartment and everything. Okay. You know, it wasn't a nice apartment by any means. You know, but it was just kind of like, in a sense, now I look back in the situation, I kind of feel sorry for him there. You know, he was basically being forced to grow up. Yeah, absolutely. Be an adult at that age. All of his peers at the time probably thought he was super cool, but I mean, that does yeah. a lot to you and your mental state. It does. Yeah. I could certainly imagine. So crazy, crazy, crazy. Absolutely. But, yeah. I uh, burning 
and an effigy of of uh, that image uh, in front of an entire crowd. I'm surprised that 64% of the Croatians were opposed to the ruling. But I mean, this was back in 2014. Or no, this was last year. Last year when the court allowed them to become foster parents. Uh, 64% of the Croatians were opposed to the ruling. Well, like they said, the Catholic Church was very strong in that country. And the Catholic Church was way behind on everything, you know. That's true. My grandfather, who was 100% Croatian, was very, very Catholic. Yeah. Is it time to take a break? It is, yes. All right. Well, coming up next, we discuss the dangers of Grindr, more QAnon craziness, Egypt's transphobia, and a forehead slapping, eye rolling moment of conclusion as Not Straight Cast continues after this. Want to support Not Straight Cast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straight Cast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. Welcome back to Not Straight Cast. We're in the second half of our show here. Welcome back. Yeah. So, as we go on, these stories are going to get crazier and crazier, just FYI. So, it's true. But this is um, something that you probably heard about already, but keeps happening. So, uh, police in Atlanta, Georgia have warned that thieves are using Grindr to find their victims. So at least eight people have been robbed between February and May after planning dates on Grinder. The city of Atlanta police department has said at a press conference on uh, Wednesday on May 5th there, the police department said that the robberies happened in remote locations throughout the city and that they believe there are more victims, but they may be too afraid or ashamed to come forward. Sergeant Rodney Jones explained how the suspects use Grinder to lure the victims to the location. He said the suspect is usually armed with a handgun and robs the victim after the date has concluded. He said after the date concludes, the suspect then robs the victims, often taking wallets, keys, or vehicles. Police also released a surveillance video of one of the suspects asking the public to help identify him. According to the police, the man is one of three suspects thought to be involved in the string robberies. The Atlanta's police identified the suspect as a black male in his late teens, or early 20s, around 5'11 or 6 foot in height, and his hair is in small twists or dreads that are about 3 to 4 inches. Officer Eric King of the police department there, he's their LGBT liaison, warned that LGBT people that take precautionary measures before meeting anyone on a dating app. He advised people to notify a friend or partner when you're going to meet somebody and always meet in a public place before you reconvene somewhere more intimate. He said, listen to your inner voice. One victim told the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that he was carjacked by someone he met on Grinder in March. He said he met the suspect and drove him to an area of High Tower Road in Atlanta. Shortly after they arrived, the man said his date pulled out a gun and demanded, give me the car and everything you got. Suspect ended up driving off with the victim's car. The vehicle, thankfully, was later recovered. Uh, Crime Stoppers Greater Atlanta posted about the incident on Facebook, and the organization also included photos of the two individuals thought to be related to the incident and asked anyone with more information to come forward. 
Tipsters can remain anonymous and eligible for rewards up to $2,000 by contacting Crime Stoppers Atlanta at 404-577-8477 or online at stopcrimeatl.org. So at the okay, beginning. So we, when we have to be making these public service announcements on our show, you know, things have gotten bad. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> so at the beginning of this article, uh, as you read, it says that they would rob the victims after the date had concluded. So basically so it was a lovely date up to that point. And yeah. then all of a sudden, give me your fucking money. Yeah. So not only <laughs> is this guy getting their wallet, their car, all their money, but he's also getting some satisfaction beforehand. So you're getting laid and then you're getting, yeah. <laughs> so, so you're getting fucked in two ways, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what are oh you doing? What are you doing tonight, man? Oh, I'm going to go and get my dick sucked and then steal a car. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I know we're making light of this. It's not, it's, it's funny, but it's not funny, oh but it's a common God. thing that's been happening, you know, it, and it's scary. And we were talking about this last episode. It's like, I won't invite people over my apartment anymore. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I'm just like, screw it. We'll meet out in public, you know? Yeah. I am just meet meet at the bar or at the coffee shop or in the park where there's other people. Yeah. It just absolutely, you know, it's become bat shit crazy out there. I don't know what happens here. But it feels like anymore nowadays with people, it's like a race to the bottom. Yeah. It used to be, you know, how successful were you? You know, what kind of car do you drive? You know, this, that, yeah. or the other. It's like nowadays, it's like how badly can you smell under your armpits? Yeah. You know, and how, you know, batshit crazy can you be? It's like the tables are completely reversed. And I'm trying to figure out what happened. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm out of the loop now. You know, yeah. it's it's crazy. But speaking of feeling out of the loop, are you ready for a crazy story? Um, I'm not sure how crazy, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, on a scale from one to 10, this is a 10. This is, this is crazy. So this is a 10. Okay. Yeah, this is, it involves QAnon. So of course it's a 10. Oh boy. So Let's see here. former actress and current QAnon conspiracy theorist, Kirsten Weldon claims that former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton died last year of Kuru, which Kuru is a rare brain-wasting disease associated with cannibalism. I thought she was still alive. What the hell? I thought she was still alive, too. Yeah, I've seen her out. Yeah. I mean, so, she's been posting on Twitter, I think. Yeah, she, she goes on book tours, stuff like that. And people yeah. see her walking around in the woods with her dog. But... Uh, Weldon made the wild claim during a recent appearance on the far right and pro QAnon podcast, which is called Upfront in the Prophetic. Host Francine Fosdick mentioned that another conspiracy theorist named Gene Consensi claimed that. Clinton well, 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 wait, what's his nickname? Decode. Yeah. <laughs> Gene Decode Consensi. Oh, I'll wait. Well, I'll wait. It's not Fosdick. sorry i'm getting you off track no that's all right there's a lot of crazy to cover here so this other guy on the uh, podcast also claimed that clinton had been eliminated a long time ago following a tribunal in 2018 weldon agreed that clinton was dead but had different ideas about the timing and the manner of her death so i kirsten says 
Yeah, she passed a long time ago in a video shared on Friday by Right Wing Watch, a project of the progressive group People for the American Way. I don't think it was 2018, she said. I think it was about eight months ago. She died of Kuru. And that was not from, she, she wasn't hanged or anything. She just expired. Hillary was on stage four. They couldn't help her. She was barely taking a breath a minute. Weldon added that German Chancellor Angela Merkel also suffered from Kuru, but was stage three and went on to claim that Clinton's former campaign manager, John Podesta, has been seized a long time ago. She added that she believed infrequent appearances in the media were evidence that several others, like former Clinton aide Huma Abedin and former FBI director James Comey, had obviously been seized as well. Obviously, 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 obviously <laughs> they've been seized. Can't you tell they've uh, been seized? Yeah. Wow. Weldon said the Democratic donor George Soros, a figure frequently mentioned in far right conspiracy theories, had passed years ago. And if you see him out there, it's probably a clone. Just pausing. George Soros and the uh, Antichrist Bill Gates. You know, I feel like I'm Alex Jones here right now. <laughs> it's crazy. Infowars.com. Oh, my God. So she also bragged about knowing the location of every NASA office. And she said she would be delivering speeches at each and every one of the space agency's office once our POTUS, uh, which is former President Donald Trump, according to her, comes of back. Course. Yeah, comes <laughs> back into the White House. The bizarre claim that Clinton contracted and died of Kuru, which was last observed over a decade ago amongst cannibal cannibals in Papua New Guinea may be explained by the fact that the QAnon conspiracy also claims that figures like Clinton sometimes literally eat children as part of a satanic ritual to gain vitality by harvesting the substance adrenochrome. That sounds like something Alex Jones would sell on Infowars.com, right? This whole (laughs) article, man, this it's crazy. Should we even keep on continuing with this here? It's almost over. (laughs) Thank God. Yeah. So there is zero evidence, obviously, that Clinton is dead, as Weldon claims, nor is there any evidence that she or anyone else has taken part in the child-eating activities claimed by QAnon theorists, which is so weird that this it's crazy that this article had to specify that. Clinton makes media appearances not infrequently, and remains active on social media with multiple recordings and interviews of her appearing on Twitter just this week alone. Yeah. (laughs) So, ah, boy. Yeah. What we've got in the tech world on social media platforms is an algorithm driven conspiracy rabbit hole that people are enticed to go down and then addicted because it's like watching constant car crashes. You can't turn away. Clinton said in a video posted to the platform on Wednesday, as someone who has been accused of practically everything you could possibly imagine, I know how powerful this is. Well, was it her or her clone? Yeah. Well, I I guess, I guess we'll never know. She expired a long time ago. Remember? Because she was, she, she was eating babies and got the Kuru. Wow. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, this is like on the level of batshit crazy to the point where Jason had put together this week's show. And I'm like, what the hell is this story doing in this show? <laughs> <laughs> but just give you an idea of what the other side sees there and they think it's true. And it's like, oh my God. It's crazy. Well, I'll tell you, we, we have a lot of downer articles this week. So I just wanted to throw something super funny in there. Something just that would blow your mind. I can't believe that people believe that. I always challenge conservatives to like have a conversation with me without mentioning Hillary or George Soros. Yeah. And they can't do it. You know, crazy. It's like those two are like the, you know, the axis of evil right there, you know? Yeah. You know, throw Bill Gates in, you know, and there you go. Oh my Lord. But yeah, I saw that. I saw that story and I was just like, you know what? This needs to be read out loud to the world so that the world can hear that this is a real thing that somebody believes. Let's put it this way. If I had a cuckoo clock sound effect, I'd be putting it in right now and just Uh, running the whole entire story. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. (laughs) All right. So back to the downer, the the downer articles. Yeah. So the next story here is uh, two trans men were denied entry into Egypt and had their passports confiscated by border guards because of their gender identity. So they uh, were traveling to Egypt for a five-day holiday when they were stopped at the border, according to the Times of Israel. At the border, the guards took issue with their passports, which incorrectly identified them as female. Every now and then an officer comes by, talks to someone on the phone, looks at us, laughs, and walk away, the men told Israel's Channel 12 on Thursday, on May 6th. They said, we do not look female, and because of that, they're not willing to let us in. We were shocked. We tried to explain there was no problem with it all over the world. But they took the passports for inspection and looked at the pictures as if we were wanted. Damn. It's a terrible feeling. We just wanted a holiday, the men added. It's not yet clear if they were ultimately allowed to enter Egypt or if they were ordered to return to Israel. So, as you may know, LGBT rights in Egypt continue to lag far behind much of the rest of the world. And polling suggests that only a tiny percentage of the country's population support legal advancements for queer people. 2013 from the Pew Research Center found that an overwhelming 95% of Egyptians don't believe that homosexuality should be accepted by society. Significant numbers of LGBTQ plus people in Egypt already face arbitrarily arbitrary arrest under the country's harsh and degrading debauchery law. Last year, United Nations Human Rights Council urged Egypt to stop arresting and discriminating against LGBTQ plus people. However, the country refused to comply and claimed it does not recognize the existence of sexuality and gender identity. Hundreds of people have been arrested in Egypt for their perceived sexual or gender identity over the last decade. Human rights bodies have warned. Damn. Yeah. So, so. should we cancel our Egypt trip this summer? I didn't know we had one. Did we? <laughs> uh, was it part of that cruise that we were taking or? uh but yeah Yeah, it's just i mean it's crazy we we take some rights for granted around here you know yeah we sure do yeah like the right to smoke cigarettes menthol cigarettes right and have vapes shipped to you that's probably encouraged in egypt for all we know (laughs) probably come have a menthol cigarette and hate the gays (laughs) (laughs) oh my my goodness yeah uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's sad. You can travel all over the world. You get the one country and it's like all hell breaks loose, you know? Yeah. It's, and I feel bad for them. You know, it's like, you know, are they going to be able to get back? We don't know. I guess we'll find out. Uh, right. 
Right. So uh, that's yeah, that's so crazy. Guess what time it is, Jason? Uh, it's about five. It is. Yeah, we're getting later and later and recording these. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? But anyways, it's time for the the not straight cast moment of conclusion. So in our moment of conclusion, so Carol Baskins purring like a bobcat, rolling in catnip, and she just launched her own digital purrency. And guess what it's called, Jason? Take a few guesses here. Um, Bobcat? No. Uh, it's, it's dollar sign cat. Like scat? Yeah. Like when written out, like it spells scat. Yep. Following the scarcely believable rise of Dogecoin. Yes, that Dogecoin, the one that Elon Musk mentioned on SNL and it lost value. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw that. Baskin waded into the convoluted world of cryptocurrency on May 4th, otherwise known as the big cat coin. See, that would make more sense, huh? Yeah. Otherwise known as Big Cat Coin, the crypto token was launched by the Big Cat's rights activist, the law her fans to buy merchandise or online experiences at her animal sanctuary, Big Cat Rescue in Tampa, Florida. We just launched Scat, <laughs> adding a link to Rally, Ooh. a platform that allows people to start their own online currency to build independent economies with fans. The fan token is currently listed at around $12.50 with prices starting at about $5. Rocketing up to number 35 out of 117 and thinking of ways to reward those who join our pride of big cat lovers, Baskin added. At the time of writing, Scat has already vaulted in the rally's top 10 of vault coins. My competitive side is enjoying this ride, Baskin tweeted. Staying there will be the real challenge. In one of the most 2021 things to happen yet, Baskin has gone from sparring with Joe Exotic to launching an augmented reality zoo a cryptocurrency in her own non-fungible tokens in a statement on the big cat rescue website the 59 year old wrote i'm investigating cryptocurrencies because i am concerned about the volume of u.s dollars that are being printed and distributed with nothing to back them up at this point both the united states dollar and bitcoin are fiat currencies but at least bitcoin and other altcoins have scarcity built in and now there is much more broad adoption of them in our everyday lives I like the idea of putting the power of money in the hands of the people rather than the banks and governments. Comrade Baskin added. <laughs> I like how they wrote that the story. Our new scat coin is not a currency for investment, but rather is a currency of our fans to show their love of the cats and the reap the benefits of being our most forward thinking partners and creating a world where all wild cats will live free. Scat. Well, you know, you could use the um, the dance version, you know? That's probably what she was thinking of, being 59 years old. Probably. You know? Ah, scat dancing, you know? Oh, my God. Unfortunately, yeah, your gay community thinks a little differently. Well, in the German community and the uh, whole rest the of German the community. community. Yeah. Well, what's with the German community? Tell me. I don't know. Oh, well, for a long time, if you wanted to watch scat porn, it had to come from Germany because they were the oh. only ones that did it. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. We learned something today. As a matter of fact, I, it's 
it, it frequently in my head was referred to as German scat porn. Oh, okay. But yeah, they were, they were big on poop. I thought it was snuff porn. Snuff porn is when you kill somebody on camera. Well, yeah, but, but I thought it was German. Oh, they might, well. maybe they kill people on camera too. They poop on people and kill on people, kill people on camera. But yeah, well. <laughs> uh, I think we should end this. Yeah. yeah, this, this show, this show was kind of off the rails. Yeah, it's all your fault, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. So as always, subscribe to us. We're all great podcasts are sold. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and we have a discord server as well. Join us on Patreon and get early access to all our shows, bonus shows, and more. And you still have some time to get into that not straight dot store and save 15% with that code Jason until the end of this month. And visit our website at notstraightcast.com, which contains all of the available episodes, as well as links to everything that was just mentioned. Thanks for listening and supporting Not Straight Cast, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>